Hello, everybody, and welcome to the True Fans Podcast with me, Kieran Grudgins, where we talk to the true fans of the beautiful game. Today, we look ahead as another week of football has delivered more talking points for us here on the podcast. We've surpassed 150 views, so thank you very much for the recent support, and we'll definitely be putting in more content as well. We're coming up with some fantastic ideas to put onto the channel for all of you football fans. There's one man that I literally don't need to keep introducing. You know exactly uh, what he does for the channel, what he does away from the channel. So I've just let him uh, have a quick uh, little intro. Go on. What? He, there we go. A man of few words. Gary Best is joining us on the podcast. Gary, <laughs> how are you? I'm very good, actually, Kieran. Well, mate, you must be on cloud nine at the moment with your uh, team's performances. Just, just give me a, just give me your thoughts on what it, what it's like as a West Ham fan at the moment. Unreal. Yeah, man, what a win for you yesterday against Leeds. Uh, did start the best, I have to say, um, but we're not going to be focusing on your team today we're going to be focusing on my team because it has been revealed now that Liverpool are the worst Prem champions that there's ever been in its near and nearly 30 year history okay so after so after 28 games we have uh, we have 43 points in our title winning season at the same stage we have 79 points that's a difference of 36 so that's beaten teams such as Leicester in the 2016-17 season Chelsea in the 2015-16 Man U in the 2013-14 and then Blackburn in the 1995-96 season six defeats consecutively at home now injuries have been such such a, a massive massive problem um, I know I'm the Liverpool fan in this podcast but as an outsider uh, how do you feel about it? I'm shocked to be honest because not saying in this horrible way but I kind of expected it with all the injuries you've had I think injuries have knocked your confidence and I think you're not as confident as you were last season because you've lost the players well and I think it's it could be as well where Ballard's not performing the way he was, or Marnie's not, Mino's not, wasn't, or um, Wijnaldum wasn't. I just think mate, it's the confidence, basically. Yeah, I think the confidence has got to be massively brought up. I think it's it's easy for me to sort of take control of this segment because of me being a Liverpool fan. I think it was very, very understanding that we could blame the injuries because if we could blame the injuries, then that'd be fine. But I don't think you can do anymore. I think what the biggest problem is, is the, and something we cannot control is the amount of injuries in one specific position. No, no Premier League team over the past couple of seasons, since I've really, really dedicated my, you know, love to watching football, remember watching football. I don't think I think of any team that has had, injuries in a season in one specific position. You know, 
you, you get injuries there, you get injuries here, here, you know, here and there. You know, sometimes your left mid is injured, sometimes your goalkeeper is injured. Not in centre backs. We've had at the time we've had four senior centre backs injured at the same time, and that is unlucky. That's something we cannot control. But I don't think we can keep you know, constantly making the point of that's the reason for our downfall because we've had our front three fit for majority of the season, like you mentioned. We've had our captain, you know, a leader, who you have to fill into a couple of roles. You know, we've had a goalkeeper fit who up to this point was our number one goalkeeper, you know, in the world. Not, I just don't think in the league, I think in the world at that point. So I think that's a massive thing at the moment is just that you know we, we can't keep making excuses because of injuries um, in the games that they lost you know Gary you've got Brighton in there Burnley in there Chelsea who's on a, an incredible run um, you know again Fulham last night is it is it let, let's switch change this if Manchester City was enough on if it's man, if it's the traditional top six teams okay let's say so the both Manchester clubs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, and let, you know, let, let's put you in there, okay? So West Ham as well. In them six games, if they'd lost all of them, would it be as bad? Or is it because teams like Brighton, Burnley, and Fulham, I'm not offending any of them, but they are very, very lower teams. Does that make it worse that they've lost games at home against them? I wouldn't say it makes it worse. I think it makes it a little bit worse. Because you're obviously at home, like that's where you won the title, and now it's basically saying you can't like win at your stadium where you lifted that title. And also, I think it's a big thing as well. Like we, you know, we had such an incredible record at home. You know, ever since that Burnley game, you know, we won. We 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 won every single game at home since 2017. That's mad if you're in the league specifically. And yeah, that's how we won the league. You know, everybody was fearing coming to Anfield and now it's just, again, another stadium. And, you know, that's something that's, that's massive. So um, the team selection, I just want to quickly run through the team selection team selection with you because it was an interesting team selection by Jurgen Klopp. You know, obviously he's got limited amount of centre-halves. He's trying to build uh, a team with the with the players that, you know, he's he's got available uh, in the squad. He went, um, you know, for a, tra- for a traditional 4-3-3, but you've got players such as Milner, Keita, Shakiri, Jota just coming back. A very, very young and inexperienced centre half partnership of, uh, you know, Nat Phillips and Reece, and Reese Williams. Nico Williams was a left back as well, you know. But they have players like Fabinho, Thiago, Mane, Ox, Trent. So if you know at the bench, with the team selection that he set out, is it proving something um, to the fans about Klopp's ambitions for the season? Yeah, I think. Um, I was listening to an interview. Um, it may have been a couple of months ago, maybe even weeks ago. Where Jurgen Klopp was saying, um, got asked, "Do you think your title contentions are over?" And he goes, "Yes." Which I think is very brave for a manager to say because you want to regain the title after the win, and 
I think it, it is hurtful because obviously Liverpool fans like yourself, you're seeing you win the Premier League and then failing. I'm not being horrible to any like Liverpool fans or anything like that. But you're, since you lost to Burnley, you have failed at home. I don't think we. I don't think it's just at home. I think we failed, full stop. You know, I've, I've, I honestly did think that. You know, that would you know bring us on. But every single game, it just seems to be so frustrated. Even if we win, or even if we go a goal up, you you just feel like you know that was not Liverpool. That wasn't that concrete performance. And you know, once again, injuries to that defense has been massive. But you know, and so maybe that you know chemistry and that link between the four defenders is, is probably gone but that's where you can improve it and you can build it up and you know so so Liverpool have I, I never if, if Liverpool were ever going to win the league this year it'd have to be a two horse race between Man City and Liverpool you know that, that's all it was but this season's been so different you've seen the top seven you know that we're not even in now you know and how you know it's incredibly different teams overachieving underachieving uh, here's a question then, because as a Liverpool fan, I've looked at this and think that he's he's putting all of his focus in the Champions League. We're playing against RB Leipzig tomorrow night in the Champions League. We're leading on aggregate. Is Jurgen Klopp saying we need to salvage the season by winning this Champions League? Your thoughts? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's trying to prove to the fans that there's still a bit of fire left. Because the fire for the Premier League has gone out. It's just the fire for the Champions League is still there. Okay. Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp. Let's talk a little bit about him. Because, you know, it's so easy for a manager to massively, you know, put you know, be put the blame or, you know, stuff like that. Would you shift the blame onto Jürgen Klopp? No, I wouldn't. Because at the end of the day, he can't control how the players play. Yeah. And I think it's... When the players are the ones who perform out on the pitch, the managers tell them to perform. I think, they, I think that's it. They can't go and like play on the pitch with the team. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting when you know in the modern game where the players is control over the manager. I'm not saying Liverpool have a control over you know the players have control and they're not playing for club far from it you know but I think you know definitely but times we've seen definitely in the modern game Arsenal uh, you know with Arsene Wenger they gave up on them Manchester United players have gave up on you know players you know managers like Mourinho and Louis van Gaal even way back to David Moyes I think they gave up on him Um, you know Chelsea with with Mourinho, I think they gave up, and Antonio Conte as well. I don't think players. I think players have such an incredible power now. Where if the owners look at the previous results, they blame the manager rather than the players. I think that's an interesting debate. We could definitely talk about that very very soon. So, but an easy question for you: Should Liverpool get rid of Jurgen Klopp? I mean, if you look at that record, you know you would think. You know, it's, it's time to go and bring some somebody new in. But I, I have all the faith that Liverpool won't get rid of them. But what do you think? I actually agree with you. I don't think they should get rid of him. I think he's a great manager. I honestly think he's a fantastic manager. But I think he, he's he's 
he's struggling now. And I think he's got to rebuild Liverpool. I think he's got to rebuild the ideas, maybe change his game plan a lot because I think that playing that high line, it was so easy for Chelsea. We, we watched the game, of course, just to, to see them balls going in over the top. It was just so easy. And, um, you know, we've seen time and time again, um, you know, how Liverpool adapt their game and they have to. Leicester was doing it. You know, in, they adapt and change formations three times in a game. And I think for for me, that's massive. That's massive, you know, p- part of football. So one thing that I think a lot of people has, has addressed over the past couple of weeks is if Liverpool don't get Champions League, who's going to leave? You know, Liverpool have had a really, really concrete squad um, over the past two, three years. But f- a lot of a player that's been massively f- focused is Mohamed Salah. And uh, we, we could bring Wijnaldum into it as well. He's out of contract. He wants to stay, but will he change his mind come the end of the season? Could you see any Liverpool players potentially, you know, moving on if we don't get Champions League football? Them two especially, but you could bring in anybody uh, you want if you think different. I, I don't really think I can see any leaving. Obviously, yeah, like Salah, you know, Wijnaldum. Um, I think, yeah, I can see probably one of them going. I know this might be a weird job, but even probably Trent. I think I think Trent will only I think Trent will will only go it for money. I think he, you know, with being a Liverpool lad, you know, I think he he knows the the values of the club, um, you know, how what the club means to it because Liverpool is a massive club in England. You know, there's no doubt about that. But um, I think. Yeah, I think if money comes in for Trent, uh, he might look elsewhere. But I, I think Salah and Wijnaldum are going to be two that it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, it, it all changes. I can't see getting in the top four, you know, the top four currently standing with Man City, Man U, Leicester and Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that's very, very concrete. But, yeah, I can't see us getting in to the top four. We're seven points behind now, one win in the last five games. Um but I, but I think if we get the Champions League, I think I'll, they'll all stay um, because there's no really reason to. But I think Liverpool's going to have a very, very interesting transfer window. Plus as well, you know, we're talking about our players. Are Liverpool... Uh, and I'll ask you the same question. Just, if Liverpool players... Um, you know, Liverpool players about going out. What about going in? Do you think if we don't get Europa League football, that's going to stop people from wanting to come to Anfield? No, I don't think it will because I think you've still got kind of, how can I put it? You've still got that atmosphere of being one of the big clubs. It's just you've had a because of injuries. And I think they'll look at that and go, yeah, it's because of the injuries. That's why they've had a poor season. Klopp, Klopp needs to cop. That's how. That's the title of this podcast. I've already decided. Klopp needs to cop, and definitely we need the football fans back in. That definitely changed the performances. So uh, yeah, we'll obviously have to see what how Liverpool do uh, over the past, um, you know, the, over the next couple of weeks. But we look ahead to a big North London derby uh, for our next segment. We have an incredible, uh, you know relationship and a business relationship with uh, the people over at challenge.com who send us uh, challenges. They did it in the month of February and they've once again decided to 
you know, what once again a feature a squad builder for us. So this is a North London derby squad builder between Arsenal and Spurs, which happens on Sunday. Uh, maybe covered on um, stereo. We're not too sure yet. We're going to have to let you know about the plans involving that. But they've sent us some interesting rules here, Gary, and that for me. It's going to make this a very, very interesting squad builder. Okay, so for you and the people that are listening, here are the rules set by challenge.com for this squad builder. So on Sunday, Arsenal hosts Tottenham in the second North London derby of the season. We'll be completing the squad builder containing players from both teams who have played in the Premier League. This is the uh, crucial bit here. For each position, there'll be four nominees. All of these nominees must contain the following. An Arsenal current player, an Arsenal legend, a Tottenham current player, and an uh, and a Tottenham legend. Okay? So, as Arsenal beat Arsenal was defeated by Tottenham 2-0 in the first game. Six of the players must be Spurs. Five of them must be Arsenal. So, you know, five, position, five positions are dedicated to Arsenal players and I think we have to be wise with what Arsenal players we have. Manager is automatically Arsene Wenger who's managed in the most North London derbies in the Premier League and we will be using a 4-2-3-1 a formation. So I have it in front of me here. Um, you know, so two holding midfielders, an attacking midfielder, you know, a left mid and a right mid and a sole striker is what we're going to do to it. And of course, a flat back four as well. So let's get into the goalkeeper in between the sticks. So once again, the four nominees will be Hugo Lloris, Bert Leno, David Seaman and Brad Friedel. Your um, initial opinion on these nominees and who you would put in, Gary? They're all really good goalkeepers. I think Bobby Seaman, though, because he's an amazing goalkeeper. Yeah, I think, obviously, like I mentioned about the, you know, being careful about what Arsenal players we put in here, I, I can't go past David Seaman. I think Brad Friedel is probably the, the weaker one out of the four. Uh, Hugo Lloris has had far too many mistakes. Bert Leno's good, but I think, you know, you talk about goalkeepers in the Premier League and I think you have to put Peter Smeichel up there Petr Cech could have been another nominee but David Seaman I would say is probably up there as you know one of the best goalkeepers we've ever had in the Premier League so um, I, I, we are in massive agreement with the goalkeeper the fullbacks okay so left back and right back so some fantastic names here Ashley Cole Kyle Walker Serge Aurier Kieran Tierney Bakri Sanya or Sergio Regulard. So we've got to be careful here. We've got to have some Spurs players uh, in in this. Um, and I think there's one that that just has to be in this. What do you think? Yeah, I think too. Go on. Uh, Ashley Cole or Reg- Regulard. I, I think Ashley Cole for left-back. I think Ashley Cole was probably one of the best left-backs in the world at one point. You know, a fantastic, you know, left-back for the time. He probably wouldn't be as good now because, um, yeah, because modern full-backs are supposed to get forward. He didn't do that much, but an incredible chemistry with, with Terry at Chelsea. He's a fantastic, probably didn't do as much for a, Arsenal, but I'll put him at left back. So I'd give you full control uh, at right back. A Spurs player's got to come in the here at some point, but we have got uh, Bakri Sanya there from Arsenal. Who are you thinking? 
Uh, who's the right backs for the options? Uh, Kyle Walker and Bakary Sanya. It's got to be Kyle Walker. I think the pace is what we need for the uh, pushing forward. The, I love that uh, Gary is, is doing this squad builder like football manager. Absolutely love it there. So the two centre halves uh, is is next, and an incredible list. Okay, we have to pick two from four: Jan Vertonghen, Toby Alderweireld, David Louise, or Tony Adams. For, for for me, I think there's one definite. And it has to be Tony Adams. I think his manager, his leadership style was incredible. He wasn't the most probably gifted footballer, but you know, he's daunted his height, his physicality, you know, the role of a defender um, is to defend, you know, and is to bully players. And he definitely did that. So for me, he's got to come in. And then once again, we've got that, um, you know, of a, position and it might have to be a Spurs player it's the battle of the Belgium who are you going for oh, I think it's got to be Vertonghen I think he's a lot more powerful than Anna Viral and a lot more technical yes of course so if you guys are unfamiliar Vertonghen is left Benfica hence why he's a Spurs legend let's move into these um, holding midfielders then and my god this is going to be difficult okay so we have Patrick Vieira Thomas Partey Eric Dyer and Luka Modric I think there's one straight Luka Modric yeah Luka Modric I mean he was he's mad isn't he yeah I mean what a player of course had a lot of success and I think this is difficult because I Looking at the other two, looking at the other three, I think Patrick Vieira has to go in. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, what a player, you know, coming in. And, you know, Emmanuel Petit. Any Arsenal fans that are listening probably saying, "What about him?" I think he he could definitely be there. Um, yeah, but yeah, we, we've had to do a short list, and only four players have been selected. So uh, let's go on the left hand side. Um, uh, and the right-hand side then. So four players, and I think we might have to pick the two Spurs here. Uh, Robert Perez, Bakaya Gareth Bale, and Aaron Lennon. Um, I mean, the four, it's, it's difficult to take Perez out of, but we only have five players and we've we've already used, um, you know, four out of the five. So uh, who, who are you going for left and right? I think Bale's going to be right and I'll let you choose the left. Oh, you're just too kind. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I know a lot of people are going. Oh, are you going to be mad? But I think with the rules that have been selected, I am going to go with uh, Aaron Lennon. I think Aaron Lennon was a great player. Probably not the best player that I think. You know, you, you could have there. Perez is probably the best of the bunch. But I think when I've seen these nominees, and when, when you see the nominees. For the, for these two sort of attacking positions, I don't. I think there's one just absolute definite. But we'll, we'll see what Gary says. So uh, his centre forward in Cam. Then this is probably the most difficult so far because one player you just have to put in. But I just I don't I don't know. Okay, Dennis Bergkamp, Human Son, Martin Odegaard, and Christian Eriksen. Oh. Four great players. 
if if, if only Arsenal had, had won that first game, yeah, we, we, we could have had a lot more uh, Arsenal players in this squad. I don't know, but why is Ericsson screaming at he was a great player. He was honestly, that's when Spurs was mad. You know, with Kane scoring a lot of goals, Son coming through, Ali when he had the hunger, Ericsson when he was top quality, man. I think personally, out of that list, you have to go for Ericsson because we've got to get some Spurs players in here somehow. Yeah, we'll go Ericsson, let's go. It, it's difficult because Burkamp, I mean, what a player, first and foremost. What a player. But I think there's only going to be one player who's going to be up front here. That, and this is the hardest. This is the hardest. Are you ready for this list? Oh, here we go. Robbie Keane, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Harry Kane, or Thierry Henry? There's only one for me. Go on. Henry. I think that's the only person that can go up front. One of the best football players ever in the Premier League. You know, him and Shearer are probably the best strikers ever. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean about the, um, you know, the camp position. We could have had Burkamp there, but, you know, we have, you know, well, well, let's say, should we, I mean, you know, is there a case if we can possibly drop, you know, Seaman or Tony Adams? You know, uh, I think it's difficult. So I've run through the, the starting eleven. And then we can make any massive changes. So David Seaman in goal, Kyle Walker, Jan Vertonghen, Tony Adams and Ashley Cole at the back. Luka Modric and Patrick Vieira uh, as holding midfielders. Aaron Lennon, Christian Eriksen and Bale, the three across the middle. So all Spurs there, uh, of course. Thierry Henry up front. Any massive changes? Anybody now where you think, yeah, we've got to take that. But we have very, very specific rules in this squad builder. I don't think there is anyone can No, I don't think so, mate. I think that that's good. I think if you say like, oh, you know, here are the nominees list, pick whoever you want. I think this squad squad will be full of of Arsenal players, but I, I just don't think we could do it with the rules we have. So uh, let us know what you think as well. Um, you know, obviously we. Um, you know, that was very, very tricky, but what would you change? You have to stick with that nominee list. So please do, um, you know, please do send us that because we definitely want to, um, you know, send that and, uh, you know, and hear what you think because I think that's a very, very interesting uh, lineup then. Uh, I think it wasn't, it wasn't as difficult as I thought, but definitely a very, very uh, tricky, you know, squad builder to do. So, um you know, let, let us know what you think. I will get and we'll get back to you with our opinions on your North London squad builder. Okay, let's get into the Premier League fixtures for this week then. Um, and there's actually a game uh, tomorrow at six o'clock. The leaders, Manchester City, trying to get back to winning ways. Uh, they take on take on Southampton at home. Gary, your score prediction, please. Looking at how Man City performed again. Man United I am going to go for a complete shock go 1-0 Southampton Gary Gary's name is uh, Gary the underdog's best because he uh, picks the underdog team I'm going to go with Man City uh, 2-0 they're going to get back to winning ways they have to uh, in this pursuit for another title Uh, the late game on Friday Newcastle who 
need to start picking up points if they're going to survive the drop they take on inform Aston Villa and I could see um, you know a draw here Newcastle's got to have that hunger one all I can see Villa completely taking over but it's going to be one Leeds United um, host Chelsea in the early kickoff uh, Leeds trying to salvage um, you know points after that defeat um to West Ham last night. Chelsea also picking up a win against Everton in their pursuit for the top four. Chelsea have looked fantastic and I can see a 2-1 Chelsea. I'm going 1-0 Leeds. Crystal Palace take on West Brom here, a potential uh, massive game for Sam Anadice's men. Roy Hodgson as well doesn't want to uh, get his team anywhere near that bottom half of the league. I'm going to go with a uh, easy one-all draw. Yeah, I'm going to go one all as well. Everton, once again, trying to get back to winning ways against um, Burnley, who got a nice point against Arsenal in the early uh, game on Saturday. I think Everton's going to run riots here. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Everton. I think it's going to be a 1-0 Everton. Okay, the late kickoff sees Fulham, who got to lead Manchester City in the late Saturday kickoff. I'm going to go with a 3 0 Man City. I can't see Fulham doing that again. I can see 2 1 Man City. Being a little bit more realistic there. I like it. Yeah, the first game on Sunday sees Southampton taking on Brighton. And the set. If Man City dominate against Southampton, the confidence uh, of them are gonna, is going to go down. Brighton are going to pick up any points that they can do. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Southampton. I want to go 1-0 Southampton. Okay, well, it was a very, very uh, potent, uh, very, very lucky three points for Brendan Rodgers' Leicester. Uh, Jamie Vardy, Lee is going to lead the line against his hometown club, Sheffield United. And will it be a party for Jamie Vardy? I think it will be 2-0 Leicester. Sam, if you're listening, bro, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go Sheffield United 1, Leicester 0. I will uh, tell all of you that uh, Gary Bass is not drunk. He has just said that bottom of the league, Sheffield United, will pick up a victory at King Power. The squad builder that we've literally just done, dedicated to the North London derby, is at half four on Sunday. And, you know, you know both of the teams. Arsenal have to get this victory if they've got any chance of, you know, you know, for bragging rights, but also to potentially, you know, challenge for the Europa League. It's just so close this season. I think Spurs are going to be hungry for it once again. And I'm going to go with the same score it was in the uh, previous fixture, 2-0 Spurs. Oh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Arsenal. Okay, okay. Now, this is potentially not the biggest game to neutral fans, but for me and and for Gary, this is a massive, massive game. Manchester United, who is coming off of that fantastic win against their rivals, take on in-form West Ham. David Moyes returns to Old Trafford, and I can see an upset here. 2-1 West Ham. Kieran, I love you, and I'm going for the same for you. 2-1 West Ham. Love that, love that. Um, this is the True Fans podcast. Will be continuing next week because our uh, business relationship and personal relationship is at an all-time high right now. And and then Monday night sees Wolves hosting Liverpool. 
Liverpool need to avenge this, but I'm literally worried that Wolves being at home as well is going to be fantastic. I'm going to have to say Liverpool victory, but I'm only going to go for a single 1-0. Kieran, I'm sorry, pal. I think it's going to be Wolves all the way. I think it's going to be 1-0 Wolves. Uh, just just to let you know that we will not be doing the True Fans podcast uh, next week after <laughs> Gary Vest making that comment. No, no, understandable. Liverpool have not been playing well at all and you're just going with your gut. Right. Speaking of going into our gut, we cannot foresee the future, but we try to with our new segment, Star Men. Star Men, we are dedicated to just one single player who we think is going to get into the FIFA Team of the Week. And there's some fantastic con- contenders here to potentially get it. We only focus on the Premier League. And um, Gary, I actually have a, a bit of a thing to tell you. So in the past couple of weeks, you've been doing Starmen and you've dedicated all of your Starmen to um, one um, you know, team and that is your team, West Ham. I'd like you to pick a Starman that does not play for West Ham um, you know, if you could, who do you think is going to get team of the week this week? Oh, hey, not going to lie to me for this one, Kieran, but Luke Shaw. Yes, I, I, I don't have a, a very, very uh, strong opinion about Luke Shaw, but uh, you know, Gary does. Gary knows this, so he, he's just trying to knock me here. Um, so yeah, no, go on, continue. Why do you think Luke Shaw? I think. He played brilliant against Man City. I think the goal as well helps. Probably is going to help him get on. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for a team who uh, played very, very well on on Sunday. And I'm going to actually go for Gareth Bale. Two goals again against Crystal Palace. He's been doing fantastic over the past couple of weeks in games. I could definitely see him getting one. I think he was unlucky not to get one. Um, you know, that last week... Um, as as well, as well, I do. I do also say that I think Mario Lemonoff for his goal for uh, for Fulham against Liverpool could maybe be a contender. But I'm going to go with Gareth Bale. Final answer. So that is it for the True Fans podcast for this week. Yes, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think Jesse Lingard deserves Player of the Month for the Premier League this year? Uh, this month. Okay, okay. Uh, well, we actually have a short list, don't we? So why don't we just uh, quickly um, run through that and also give our star man, uh, which we should call it star man of the month. Um, I think in your quite, I think um, in in answer to your in answer to your question, um, I think yes. I honestly think yes. Um, I think he deserves it. Um, just, I think just how he's played over the past couple of weeks has been great. He's transformed West Ham. He's given that West Ham that added bonus. You want to come into a team and and you know prove your worth for up straight away. Uh, I've got the lineup here in front of me, and I can definitely see him getting it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to go for it, but I'm going to give you the nominee list, and this might change your decision. Uh, and uh, Anderson of Fulham. Barnes of Leicester, Jao Cancelo of Manchester City, Bruno Fernandes of Man United, Gundogan of Man City, Lingard, of course, of West Ham, Neves of 
of Wolves and Rafinha off Leeds. Does that change your uh, outcome? Nope. No. 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 Uh, yeah. No. I think Jesse Lingard will. So um. So we both said Jesse Lingard. Gary said Luke Shaw for Starman. I've said Gareth Bale. Who do you think should deserve a FIFA Team of the Week this week? Let us know via our Instagram, True Fans Podcast, all one word. We'll give you some updates as well about what game we'll be covering on the live stereo app. Honestly, could not recommend that enough. Me and Gary do some incredible shows uh, over there. We've got to get to, to some good games because there has been some boring games over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, that we've covered not very much uh, action. So hopefully we can uh, look into the future and predict the best game. I'll let Gary finish this off then uh, for this podcast. Right, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Please check out uh, and see you in a bit.